DJs. Oh, I'm a DJ. Super duper. And they're like, yeah, and there's some jazzy music. I have no long, idea what you're long talking hair, about. There's long hair flicking in the wind. <laughs> no one. It's like... I'm not knocking it. It's just a, it's a very different way of life. DJs. Oh, I'm a DJ. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the 3203 Project. Hello. Hello. Today, we'll be talking to... Pete. Not me. A different Pete. Pete Olsen Dufin. I remembered his name. I remembered his <laughs> name. Good. Nice. Not remembering, pronouncing it. That was the, this is going to get problematic part. if we only take guests who have the names of one of the people who already hosts the show. Yeah. That'd be difficult. I'm going to struggle with that. He's off of South Africa. Lovely bloke. You'll be, you'll be listening to him uh, quite shortly. Uh, what, what comes up in the podcast? Anyone? Lots of stuff. I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. He's just got a really nice voice. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a fascinating accent. Clear pace, honest. The enunciation. Very, very honest. Yeah, the, yeah, his accent means he pronounces everything better than we do, really. We won't actually be talking much at all, really, will we? It's mainly him. Yeah. We just said a couple of things to him and he just starts going and he keeps going. You'll probably hear me and Nick quite a lot going, uh, 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 uh. I fell asleep in the middle. <laughs> he was looking at me the whole time. I felt entranced. He likes looking. He's very... He he's has got a, that gaze. Had a conversation with us when I was just staring at the microphone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Should we let them listen to it? Yeah. Go on, then. Go on, then. Get ready for this. It's going to be a treat. So, we have our third guest on the show mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter... What is your last name? Olsen Dufin. Olsen Dufin. Peter Olsen Dufin. Down. Thanks for having me. That's all right. You're welcome, Pete. Thanks for coming, Pete. Pete, no tell us some things about you. Some things about me. Yeah, some, some introductory stuff. Okay. How do you know us? I know you. I work with you people yeah. at Shane English School in China, Changzhou. Nice. Um, I am from South Africa. Ooh. Grew up in a industrial town on the east coast of South Africa called Richards Bay. Um, I've been around South Africa, m- mostly a coastal coastal type of person. Mm. Um, yeah, South Africa. So have you been more to sort of Cape Town rather than Johannesburg? Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. What's the difference? Yeah, Johannesburg is the pits. Um, <laughs> it's Cape Town's beautiful. Um, problem with South Africa is its crime rate, really, but Cape Town just has has the beauty aspect to it, which which makes everything just okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think that makes an effect on the people there? Like they just chill out a bit yeah. more. Yeah. Because Cape Town people just they have this air about them of like, we know our town is better than yours. <laughs> it's, it's a like, nice air for a person. That's how it is. Have. Like it's it's difficult making friends with it, friends there when you first get there because of that. Let's start with an easy one. Why did you? Why don't you live in South Africa anymore? Why don't I live in South Africa yeah. anymore? Uh, many reasons. Mm, I don't want to start. Uh, hate the government speech, but I hate the government. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they suck balls. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's not my government. That's the South yeah, African government. You're that's about. the okay. South African government I'm on about. The Chinese government is. You know, as as any other government should be. Do you feel? There, do you feel? We had Eric on the show. He said he felt a little bit freer 
in China. Maybe he's got more options to do things exactly. without having to exactly do a million forms and things like I that. I can't I can't talk for Chinese people, but as a foreign person mm. person in China, you are a lot freer because the Chinese government is almost afraid at this at this stage they're almost afraid of getting in your way or yeah yeah hindering yeah. your anything. So what do you like to do when you're unhindered? Unhindered. What are your pastimes? I like to ride my bicycle in the streets of Changzhou, oh, really nice. fast, disobeying the traffic rules. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? I make music. Oh, <clears throat> how did how did you get into making music? How did I get into making music? Yeah. Did that happen before you come to China? That happened in South Africa. Yes. Um, I was. I had been a. A chef in South Africa, working in kitchens for a while. Um, I was good at my job, and I loved it very much. What, was your, what was your favorite dish? What was my favorite dish? Fried eggs. Simple as that. Simple as that. Nice, nice coddled eggs. Sorry, coddled eggs. Different technique, but anyways. <laughs> um, I wasn't getting paid enough. It was dif- dif- difficult getting by, and I, I. I was a bit disenchanted with the whole following something ah oh, you love and it not like really doing anything mm-hmm. for you. So I just decided to start following my first first love, which was music. So I saved up a bit of money and went to a local college to study sound engineering, which is mainly recording and production of uh, live sound, bands, instruments. Music. Right. So how old was you when you sort of took that sort of stuff on? I was... Or rather, how long ago was that? 22, 23. I am 20, 28 now. 22, yes. 22. So five or six years ago. Yeah. Mm. And what I do now with music is totally different from what I do then. But I got into the electronic music that I do now by... When I was studying at this college, I met a few, I met kids at the college that were studying another course, uh, EMP, which is Electronic Music Programming. Oh yeah, Mick Jagger, he was telling me about him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just like hearing what they did just on their computers, just with a laptop, sitting, (laughs) drinking your coffee in the morning, not having to be in a studio, not having to mess around with signal and wires and desks with knobs and faders. And just all the other people too, right? You can yeah, just do that on your own. You can do you that know? on your own. You're your your own producer. So that's how I got into it. After that, I it was just self education from then then on. I I didn't go back to that college to study EMP. I just Well like you say that's more relatively modern thing, isn't it? A person on their laptop, it's like a new new wave thing, a new way to make music now. Very intimate thing between one person and what they've got. But yeah. you can very much self-teach yourself. Yeah. Which is, uh, there I there, there are a million different ways to produce a, a winning record. Like, it's just, can you? Mm. Do you want to? Now I need to ask you about the China music scene. Mm. Well, So, obviously there is a music scene in China. It's just as big as anywhere else. But what's it made up of? Um... What do you so, think about yeah, it? Yeah, what's it, what's it made it? up of? That's a good question. What's it made up of? Mm, 
it's made of it's mostly made up of a club scene as it is and i think the club scene influences it to being what it is which is mainly mainstream popish sounds mm. Mm. it's not focused around dancing it's not focused around drinking do you think either. that's a cultural thing the dancing because i i like to dance everyone who knows yeah. me likes it. i like to have a dance after a drink before a drink if i know you well enough but uh, lucky ladies. <laughs> but um, here, people don't dance as much. We was on about it before. How there's a lot of tables where the dance floor should be, and all that sort of thing. Exactly. I would love to cut those tables down and just have <laughs> dance floors. There's there is no dance floor space. Yes. Usually, there's a bit of runway from the DJ booth to where the center of the room is, and around that is a bunch of tables. But that. That runway is used for girls hired by the club to parade on. Yeah. At some point in the night, you may be able to dance on that. You, uh, that. you get your opportunity for a bit yeah. of a boogie. But I think... You don't get that sense of like... Everyone's in there. Everyone around me is in this. Yeah. Like, I am here, they are there, there's that separation. They like in clubs to... I think one of the reasons why they play the same songs again as well is because... Everyone who goes out in China likes to... Chinese people, they like to sing along. They love to sing along with songs. They don't want to get into it too much, but they yeah, like to sing along and remember true. the as, as everyone knows, all across the world, Eastern people love karaoke. And <laughs> the reality is, they really do. They really, 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 really do. Like Karaoke is big over here. Bigger than I expected it to be, even <laughs> knowing that they really liked it. <laughs> Uh, have we ever talked about KTVs? We've mentioned it. I think we've mentioned it. Huge. It's huge. Massive buildings dedicated to it. I feel like the young people here like it so much because they don't have anything else to do. Nothing yeah. else the to do. The clubs are so mundane and yeah. rubbish. I know young people our age going to KTVs at four o'clock in the afternoon after lunch. Yeah. yeah for a few hours just to sing a song. And then leave. Totally <laughs> sober. Nothing to do. Just for a couple of hours. But it's also different to the karaoke that at least we have at home. Here it's a room that's private that you rent out with a TV and a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At home it's, you know, you get up and yeah. sing to everyone else. Yeah, that's karaoke and they have KTV. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is a specific place where people go to sing. Yeah, like, sing for themselves, which is it. a nice thought, mm. rather than singing to show off. Yeah. Not performing that's for true. anyone else. I'm not knocking it, it's just a, it's a very different way of life, isn't it? It's mm. a very different way to, to, to spend some of your passion. Keeping it all to yourself, internalising everything. You perform in front of people, here and in South Africa. What's the difference, do What's you think? difference? In terms of the people, what do they expect? Yeah. What's the musical yeah. expectation? They're not the response. Pay. Uh, we were talking about uh, hired performers before mm. at the clubs on the runways. So the people that come out and dance. Yes, and the people that, that come out and dance for the DJ, then they're paid, the DJ's paid, okay, that's their role. So I think people don't stand up. When you play music that they like, they don't stand up and like, oh, clap, I'm going to clap, I'm going to bob my head, I'm going to react, you know, tap my foot. <laughs> they don't do that. They sit and they look and they sip on their drink and they have a conversation, which is nice, but... To upbeat music, upbeat club music, you want them to, like, get up. Mm. But know? I suppose, maybe, is this because the origination of clubs at home was because of the music? 
Is that right to say or not? Like these sort of places where you would go and they would have the big dancing arena mm. and the big stage yeah. and the music's played loud. They exist because people want to have a big dance to have a rave. Um, well, so then that means it just seems like copied? it doesn't fit here. They're copying yeah. something from a different place that the people here aren't that interested yeah. in, but they yeah. go to because they don't have any alternative. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen... Oh, I don't know. No. That's a tough one. <laughs> How about the pay? Yeah. The pay. The pay is... Um, I don't know about England or America, but in South Africa, I think the pay is better. Um, if you market yourself the way you would normally, you would be paid much more than in South Africa, per se. Um, you get paid... Wait, you get paid more here than you do there? More here. Okay. Um, back home, if you wanted to work at a club... Not necessarily as a as a house DJ, you know. I'm gonna come back every month. You don't necessarily want to do that because you want you want to build your name around the yeah. town. Mm. So there's a bunch of places you want to play. Um, basically, how you would go about it is giving your mixtapes to DJs, anyone you know in the industry. Um, yeah. So here in in Changzhou, at least, is there a circle of Club club DJs and things like that that you need to try and get into because um, like at home if there's a if there's something going on like club DJs and that you would there would be many circles going on at the same time yeah but here is there one because it seems mm. a bit more specialised they all seem to know each other um, it's a small circle of local kids um, I say kids but you know young people into doing music. Mm. Um, but you think there's only one group? Like there's a bigger, there's a bigger, other, there's a bigger culture of traveling artists, as mm, you know. Yeah. Like these traveling singers and DJs in the in the poppy clubs, they, they, they are the real ones that are. That's their bread and butter. Yeah, they'll um, do it for years as but well. But the local kids I know um, make a nice mix of of hip hop, you know? dubstep. Who do you know? Let's get a name check. <laughs> Shout outs. <laughs> Uh, Lou DJ Lou DJ Lou DJ Lou's He cool. is my my best Chinese friend. Oh, that's he's nice. a great guy. He's 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 the most unweird Chinese <laughs> person I know. The most unweird. <laughs> he's very very mellow. He's so he doesn't mellow. get worried or concerned about no, anything. It's, it's very strange and it upsets me sometimes <laughs> because I'm not used to it. There's also a beatboxer called FD. They're partners. Uh, Lou and FD are partners in a group. They're also partners in another group. Lou, FD, and what's his name? Sam. Sam. No, it's not Sam. He's got a cool name. It's Lou, like, FD, Jonathan. <laughs> Anyways, this this three of them they they run like a uh, a hip hop slash weird beats electro. Rock. My favorite thing Lou and FD ever did was when we were at Cheyenne's apartment and they just did an impromptu set. Yeah, for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. And the neighbors were like, "You can play loud music, but you can't have a DJ and a beatbox." (laughs) (laughs) So, do you think do you think you get treated differently as a foreign DJ as to suppose a Chinese uh, homebred DJ? I think you do. I think it 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 as a foreign DJ going up to a club. They, it doesn't really matter what you do, they'd, they'd pay you, which is 
as a, as a person who really cares about what they do, it's a it's a it, I take insult. Yeah. I want them to scrutinize mm-hmm. and yeah. criticize what I do. <laughs> and go do it like this. Yeah, yeah, like they they want the they want you to play what they want to hear, but be the vibing DJ picture that they have in their mind mm, right. about foreign DJs. Oh, I'm a DJ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock the show. <laughs> you just jump around like a lunatic. Yeah, like. But I'm still playing Lady Gaga Black Chinese Eyed hits. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose as a DJ, you have an audience that you have to cater to, rather than a musician band who does their own specific thing. And I'll follow that. Yeah. And you have to try and get onto the China, work out what they it's, want. Yeah, it's a difficult vibe to get onto. Like back home. You'd be working a crowd of uh, maybe a thousand, and you can read the crowd as you play because it's such a big crowd. Obviously, not everyone's going to be into the music, but you're going to see you're going to see movement in the crowd, and it's, it's it's much easier to follow a crowd when you actually see physical movement in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Here, no one moves, <laughs> no one moves, no one stands, no one stands, even if they do like it. If they don't like it, they don't move. If they like it, they don't move. <laughs> so it's very difficult to read a crowd. You can't and then, do that. As you say, when you get off, they go, great, that was great, yeah. So you yeah. don't know what happened. Yeah, or they're just, oh, man, that's really noisy. I need to go home. I heard once that your name was put on a poster for a show. Oh. Yeah, that was a special time. <laughs> Did you know it was going to be on the poster? No. No, I didn't. It was put on a poster for a gig I did for a Halloween party for a newly opened... Um, bar? Bar? Venue? It was a nice place. Mm. I wasn't told about this, this event. Um, I got told about it three days ahead. I was supposed to be doing something really fresh and production-wise. And, yeah. It was, it was already flyers. Three, three days is, is not enough. <laughs> it was your, your friend DJ Lou, your best friend. Yeah, you <laughs> DJ Lou. But he means well when he does that. Cause yeah. It just means he believes in you and he, mm. you know, he thinks he can do a good job. Because you wanted to play somewhere, right? And he got this. But he just didn't mention it to you until he'd already organized it. If he told me that now, I think I'd be better prepared for it. Because yeah. since then, I've always had this thing in my mind. Like, I'm glad he did that to me. Because now I'm always like, it was oh. ready. I'm like, I, 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 ha- I have something now. <laughs> <laughs> you can come at me you now. You have a constant set ready. Yeah. It, it was a cool, a cool poster. Um, Butterface is my AKA. Oh, yeah. um, no DJ Butterface. It's just Butterface. As in... Butter, the, the dairy product, and face, <laughs> face put together. Capital B, small air. That's interesting. So you say butter face with a T, we'd say butter face with no T, and the Americans would say butter face with a D. Butter face, no, it's butter face. After your, a year in Changzhou, Pete, what advice would you give to somebody coming here? Coming to China. Mm. Are you living Chang here? Changzhou specifically. Oh, Changzhou. They're coming and they're going to they're gonna stay come. in. Mm. Oh, yes. Okay. New teacher. Probably the only people The day you come. get here, you're, you might find a flat. Or the second day, or the first week. You're going to find a flat. You need to, if you're going to live here, obviously. Copy a key for your flat. 
Yeah. Because the doors lock when they close. <laughs> <laughs> Can't did you find that out the hard way? <laughs> yes, I did. First day I came, I got locked out of my flat. <laughs> and I slept on your couch, I you think. Did, yes, yeah, I you did. did. And buy a bicycle. Buy yeah. a bicycle. Buy a nice bicycle. Whatever. Buy an ugly bicycle. Slow bicycle, fast bicycle. Doesn't matter. Buy a bicycle. Because China has bike lanes. And that is a very special thing. I don't. Th- most countries do they have bike not lanes? Not, not as good as here. The way Changzhou is, is laid out, it's just, that's real. China has bike lanes, which is so special. Every road is a bike lane. Yeah, and it's quite a wide piece of lane. There's there's a barrier between you and the cars, even though I don't, you know, use the barrier. Use the barrier. <laughs> you know, it's there. It's the place you want it. It's a safe way it's to there travel. To catch you when you you fall. can get lost. You can find yourself, you can go see the place. Public transport is great, the buses, the taxis are cheap, relatively cheap, and you can get where you want to go. But, they travel on certain routes, and the taxis, they'll just take you there. But, you miss everything in between, mm. from getting between A and B. On a bicycle, you see all of that. Mm. And I get lost a bunch of times. And in those moments of getting lost, I think that's where you really see the place. Yeah. And by foot, it's all a bit too large to explore by foot. Yeah, about yeah it's too big. By foot, you, get, you genuinely just get lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crap day because of it. Yeah, I, I did take to get in a bus to a place and then exploring that place. But even then, you didn't really... You thought you went a long way, but you look back, you still see the bus stop. It's <laughs> so, so big and flat. You've actually walked five miles, but there it is still. So how do you, when you talk to people back in South Africa, how do you explain China? What do you say to them about Changzhou and China and the people? Wow, that's a difficult question. Like, I don't think anyone I know would understand anything about what's going on. <laughs> they would not understand it. It's so different. The, the people back home, like I call them real. Mm. Like, they're so real. They, they, they wouldn't comprehend what's happening <laughs> what's happening they're so wacky the, the the Chinese consciousness is <laughs> in the clouds I can't like I don't know how to explain it I can't explain it I can't like okay do you think people here care for a bigger sense of things rather than themselves as much which kind of can sometimes make it a bit dull what do you mean for by the, that? Big I sense mean, sense. like, they care about their life on a larger scale rather than their day-to-day activities sometimes. That might be a very broad thing to say, but I, I think, think it's the opposite. Really? Oh, okay. There you go. I, I, think, think, I think they're very selfish in their day-to-days. Um, just, for example, leaving your trash in the lift. You know, oh, getting up in the morning, packing your trash in a bag. Oh, I'm going to go out, put it in the lift. I think part of the trouble with that is you have so many people in a building, there's always one. Yeah. yeah. I think like that sometimes. I think that's yeah. just... I've never lived in a tower block. People, it's going to be one person that's always Babies, pulling that rubbish. peeing and pooing in the street. Yeah. I find that endearing. I kind of like that now. <laughs> it's, I was eating my sushi it's the other day. It's not endearing. It it's just... It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. There's poo in the street. <laughs> if I would... I would... If, if I could... <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what? As, an, as an adult male, I would love to be able to just pee where I wanted to. Oh uh, yeah, but, you can, uh, but yeah. I think we should. Yeah, 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 we can, we can. But but number two, 
Number two? No. What if it's... What if it's... <laughs> no, okay, I'm not... I what, are the, what are the good things keeping you here, then? Oh, the people are lovely. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, for real, there is another side to them. They're, they are... Like, I... The, my main reasons for leaving South Africa were the crime rate and the government... The government over here is also a problem, but not to me. And the people are... They, well, they, they, they don't... friendly. Yeah, they're really friendly. They love... I, I've never been mm, openly hated in, in, to anyone I speak to. Yeah. Always... Although someone did once call you St. Rude on the bus. They called me uh, Jiba Mao... <laughs> What's that? Which is a ball hair. <laughs> and Not I, a ball like a cow. A ball, no, that's a... testicle hair. A testicle A scrotum hair. Just a hair. <laughs> Just one hair. No, from the scrotum. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the location, but it's just—it's not like the bunch of hairs. You're just—you're a specific yeah. wear. And I—I I caught that, and I was like, oh, "What does that mean?" I—I I got most of the sentence, but I just got like, oh, "G bar, what is that? G bar? I know Mao's hair. I'm like, what? What does the rest of that mean?" So I asked asked my girlfriend. She was like, "Oh, that's a ball bag." <laughs> oh, he called me a ball bag here. <laughs> that's a bit nasty, but you know. Oh, no, I think that was quite he fun. He was probably naked. Was creative. <laughs> but yes, um, China, it's great to get around here. Everything is super cheap compared to back home. Mm. Um, there is absolutely no crime rate here. Yes. No, it's, 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 no, it's amazing to me. It's so amazing to me. Yeah. No one has stolen anything from me yet. <laughs> I lost my phone once, but that was me. No one's stolen anything. Yeah, I from see. Me. I see everyone here yeah. who has bikes. No one's they tried to don't lock them up. Mug me. Oh yeah, all of my misfortune has just happened from me being me. Like I've lost yeah, yeah, yeah. eight phones. Great. That's because <laughs> I don't even worry. <laughs> about that. I got drunk. I and appreciate it. losing things because of me. Yeah, <sighs> that's my way of giving back to China, though. <laughs> losing. You'll phones. get a phone every two months. Hey China, here's a phone. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, you should go down to the local library. I think office. that's some good advice for people that are just coming in. Buy a cheap phone. Initially. Another cool thing about China is getting to... It's the land of milk and honey for me because like, I came here to buy, buy, some, buy a fresh set of gear from my studio. And you can do that because it's cheap. Everything's so cheap. You, your dreams are achievable here. Mm. If if they cost a little money, they're achievable. Um, if they're not situation based, yeah. Particularly about a job, you've got enough money and enough time to start yeah. tink- tinkering with your ideas so on a so much time semi serious scale yeah, at least. Anyway, it's great. The country where anything is possible. Yeah, I think, honey. I think that's a nice thought to leave it on, Pete. Thank you for coming in, Pete. Thank, Thank you very Pete. much, Pete. That was lovely. Thank you for having me. See you, everyone. Yay. Don't cut me out. <laughs> Who's to know? <laughs> so, episode six, down and out, half a dozen, is that right? Half a yeah, dozen? that's half a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Half a dozen episode uh, under the half belt. Half a dozen episodes. We're at a full UK series, one third of an American series. It depends what's, what series it is. What's that it? half a dozen mean? No, butchers. What's a butcher's dozen? Baker's, baker's dozen. dozen. Baker's, baker's dozen's dozen. 13. Pete, why is that called? The... Well, I've heard two reasons. The first okay. one is because when they bake a dozen of something, one of them's usually imperfect, so you have an extra one uh-huh. to make use of that. I like the other reason. The other reason being the king 
wanted a dozen and they was always worried the weight wouldn't quite be right. It's okay to be over but never to be under so they always put an extra one in. Because if you anger the king, it'll just chop your head off. Yeah, so give him 13 when he wants 12 and he'll be happy. The royals, they're never happy. Always want a little bit more. Greedy. So that was Pete that you just heard. Yay. Peter Olsen Dufine. Charming man. Very charming. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. <laughs> um, Were you thinking about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah alright, he's nice, yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about this. We need questions again. Yeah. We need more questions from you lot. I suppose the big questions have been pushed and answered, and it was hard to get what questions we did out of you, to be honest. If you think we haven't answered a question properly, send it again. Don't mutter things under your breath in a corridor or on Skype. Write it down and send it. Because mm, that's how we go and have a look. We've got to see what's on there. I can't remember what people asked. Well, no one asked anything, but what people asked. No one asked anything. <laughs> <laughs> people ask me things on a daily basis. Often I don't know what the answer is. You, you make your questions more obscure. Less about China, maybe more about us. No, you know? I don't... Hey, Pete, how are you getting on want... with your athlete's foot in China? Oh, we're not talking about that. <laughs> this, is, this is a slippery slope. No, it's not true. It's not true, though. It's not true. <laughs> hey, we've got athlete's foot. Pete's athlete's foot's fine, if anyone's interested. He's, he's taking his medication. He's getting better. I share a shower with you. Yeah. How often? What? Oh, dear. Let's move swiftly to episode seven. That's going to be about Chinese New Year. Yeah, it's going to come out around Chinese New Year just after. So we're going to be doing some location. I want to say location shoot, but that's like a film or a TV show. So location. On location. A location holding my iPhone on my iPhone under people's noses. Yeah. Just imagine it just like one of those things from the nineties where people go shopping with the bags and it's all quickly cut and they're like, Yeah, and there's some jazzy music. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's long hair flicking in the wind. It's like except it's not No, it's not, it's a real thing. From what? Where did that come from? Are you talking about sex of the city? Yeah, pretty much. But it's with a podcast instead. What a weird reference. <laughs> so, this is going to be Sex in the City. Well, I was thinking about black books. You know, when they take the mick out of Sex in the City. okay, I see. So, it's gone on a big loop. All right. Damn you, black books. Right. It's like right. that, anyway. Well, so, it's going to be nothing like that. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be us. It, to be honest with you, we're going to be in a different place, but you won't be able to see that. It'll probably sound about the same, but whatever. We just want to do something new. I've got a small suspicion it's going to end up us going... We couldn't find anywhere to go, <laughs> so we've gone back to Shanghai to get drunk again. We should record it when we're there, though, in the rum bar. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. It's usually rum bar. It's just us going, bottle of rum, two minutes later. All right, let's stop talking about it and get out there and do it. Yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Thank have, you. Have a good couple of weeks. Speak to you soon. Cheers, bye. Bye.